Hey everyone, thanks for joining us today on O Face Wrestling. This is your host, JT, and today I am joined by Maddie Renkowski. So thanks for joining us today, Maddie. Thank you for having me. No problem at all. And I did get your uh, your last name right. Yeah, it was perfect. Typically, I am horrible with that, um, so I'm glad that I got that correct without messing up the intro as well. So, hell yeah. So, let's get this going. <laughs> so, Maddie, usually yeah. the first question I have is, you know, what got you into wrestling? But I'm actually going to save that for a little bit later. I'm going to try to mix things up, you know, a little bit. So, what about you non-wrestling related that you would want fans to know about you? Like, what kind of hobbies and interests do you have? Um, so I love reality TV and I would always watch it growing up. And I think that's why I am the way that I am. I am Miss Reality because in all of those shows that you watch, like nine times out of 10, the people say, say what's on their mind. And that's kind of how I am. And so people always ask me why I call myself Miss Reality. And it's because I'm not afraid to literally tell people what I'm thinking. Or if people do need to get that reality check, that is why. <laughs> so that's one thing about me. Uh, some people don't know. Some people do know. Uh, I love the Kardashians. And that is another reason why I am Miss Reality. So that's so. kind of like two answers in one because I was actually going to ask you about where you got the Miss Reality name from so you kind of answer both and that's pretty cool um, <laughs> I've never been a reality tv show person I'll be honest with you like I know like growing up um what was it called um Jersey Shore was mega popular you know you mentioned the Kardashians I could just never really get into that kind of stuff growing up but I see why you know people do like it people like you know depending on what kind of reality show it is people like the drama the action and all that kind of stuff so I get it. And I like how you're blending that into wrestling and your character and stuff like that. Cause it, it's you being you, not you being like a character that you're being forced to portray. So I think that's a really cool, neat thing about you. Um, now going back to that, uh, you know, the question that I typically ask for. So um, what got you into professional wrestling? So um, start with professional wrestling was because of my brother. Um, I'm not entirely sure, and I probably should ask him at some point how he even started watching wrestling. Uh, but literally, I just remember like watching it with him. Uh, the only games that we had on like the Nintendo 64, like onwards, were literally wrestling games. Like that's basically all we had. So it was him. That's how I got started, and it just kind of grew from there. Um, so that's kind of what, like, got me here. But what, like, made me decide to be a wrestler myself um, was kind of just, I graduated college and I was going to go uh, to, I actually got a job offer for Hawaii Volcano National Park and I was supposed to be there. Uh, but like two weeks before I was supposed to go, the volcano erupted. And so I took that as a calling, or as some would say, faith, uh, that it was something that I should do. So at that point, once that volcano erupted and I no longer had a job, uh, I started looking for wrestling schools. So uh, what wrestling school did you go to? 
So uh, at first, I wasn't very knowledgeable on all things wrestling schools. So I went and I signed up for a Booker T fantasy camp at uh, ROW uh, down in Texas City, Texas. Um, <laughs> so I was terrified. I had no idea what I was doing. Uh, I showed up there and I think it was like three, it was, it was pretty long. I want to say maybe like three or so hours. Um, and at that point, they like take you through like different aspects of wrestling, such as like the roles, uh, wrist logs, things like that. Um, and the day that I went, it was, they had a guest there. It was Disco Inferno. So that was pretty cool to get to hear him talk. And then Booker T walks in and he's like way taller than I expected and like larger than life. It was wild. Um, but the person that I actually ended up, like the takeaway from that, I actually ended up talking to or meeting Gino, uh, the Latin heartthrob. Uh, he's one of the coaches, I guess now he helps train and he's on MLW now. Uh, but when I met him, he actually told me that there was a school in San Antonio and I was just in the city over. So uh, literally like one day he was just like, hey, I'm going to be at the show in San Antonio. Uh, Chris Marvel, which is the coach uh, and owner of Hybrid School of Wrestling, he's going to be there. I'm going to introduce you to him. So I show up and it was the night that uh, Chris Marvel wrestled Chavo Guerrero. And so it was like crazy. And he was like, oh yeah, by the way, that's the coach. And I was like, what? Uh, so then I met him. And literally the next day, like I think it was Monday, um, I went and I met with Chris Marvel at Hybrid School of Wrestling. And that's kind of where it all started from there. Awesome. So you kind of went to like the two different schools and, you know, you got to learn from Booker T. And I feel like most of the wrestlers I've had on the show went through his school and, you know, learned from him. And it seems like he really like breaks everything down and takes every little thing and, you know, and it goes in really detailed and kind of explains to you like every little thing about that move and all this kind of stuff. And it's, he seems to be like someone who really cares about the wrestlers and where they're going, you know, cause I've heard a lot of horror stories um, too about some <laughs> schools kind of want to keep you there forever kind of deal kind of thing. And like, no, like Booker really wants you to go far because it's also good for his school too, because like if a wrestler goes, you know, through his training and, you know, makes it, you know, WWE, AEW, whatever, oh you know, they could say, hey, I started here and that kind of is good for business and stuff like that. But yeah, Booker T always seems to be like a, you know, a good guy. And I've heard nothing but good things about him. Um, I want to go, I want to rewind a little bit because I wanted to ask, you know, the question about the training and all before I like, I forgot or whatever, but <laughs> you got into wrestling from your brother. Yes. You don't know how he got into it. Assuming that he's a 90s kid, I yeah, think just kind of how everyone just kind of got into it. It was like the talk in school, WCW, WWF, you know, the Monday Night Wars and all that kind of stuff. But you mentioned too, like the video games, the video games, you know, wrestling wise in the 90s were great. Like I remember I'm playing, it was one of the WCW games. I remember it having Disco Inferno on it and he had that little entrance and all on there. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but N64, like, I played um, WWF Attitude a lot on there. I don't know if you played that game as well. Yeah. The 90s <laughs> were awesome. Like, I don't know if you play any now, but the, some of the last, like, 2K games, like, really sucked. 
And it's like, they're just not the same that they used to be, honestly. But I just, I had to talk about that because I'm a big video game nerd and I love my 90s wrestling games. Yeah, I unfortunately haven't uh, gotten to play the last couple um, since I'm not with my family anymore. I don't have a TV here, so <laughs> I don't play video games as much as I used to. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you just have to make sacrifices and stuff like that. I mean, I would be able to live with the TV everywhere I would go. I would bring my TV regardless of how much a hassle it would be because I'm just, I'm a big gamer. But I mean, like I said, you're making a sacrifice. You're, you know, doing your thing wrestling wise. And I think that's great. So as far as like wrestling also, um, you have an upcoming match at Mission Pro Wrestling and um, tournament out of tournament out of hell. So how did you and Mission Pro Wrestling, how did that happen initially? Yes. So um, I think last year, last October, uh, was actually the first Mission Pro Wrestling show, like, ever uh, before we switched to all women's. And it was actually around the time that I was starting to, like, I was going to, like, make a debut. I was going to be a wrestler. Uh, so Mission Pro was actually my first show ever um, on the indie circuit. It was my debut show. Uh, I actually had a student versus trainer match with uh, my trainer at the time, Jazz. Uh, so <laughs> that is how me and Mission Pro got acquainted. <laughs> they wow. tried to kill me. <laughs> they tried to kill you. Well, I mean, they're just making yeah. sure you're tough enough because, I mean, you're, you know, it's owned by Thunder Rosa. So, you know, the expectations are pretty high there. But that's cool that you got trained by Jazz. That, I mean, she's a legend. So that's you know, definitely a pretty cool thing to be able to tell people. Because I, from what I heard recently that she's actually never going to wrestle again. I think she had her final match or something like that. So saying that you got to compete against her prior to her, you know, and then her career. So I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I was definitely very fortunate enough uh, to literally have Jazz uh, work with me one-on-one. -on -one. Uh, she took a couple of the girls under her wing at Hybrid. Uh, but that being said, I, at hybrid, we had like a lot of trainers. Uh, I had Chris Marvel, uh, the head trainer, uh, Rodney Mack and jazz. They brought like a whole different style to it. Cause they're brutal. They're so scary. I just remember the first day they walked in, I was terrified. I was literally terrified. I was like, yeah, this is it. I'm going to die. And then uh, we also have uh, Shofunaki, and he's just a whole another great thing in itself. <laughs> so how is it like being trained by a multiple amount of trainers at kind of like the same time? Because I've heard of, you know, people being trained by one specific trainer. But when you have all these trainers throwing all these different knowledges, maybe they have their own techniques and ways. Like, is it is it kind of confusing a little bit or, you know, how is it? How was that? Um, I mean, in a sense, like when you're first like trying to grab everything, uh, it's a little overwhelming, but at the same time, it's, it almost helps you figure out like what you want and who you are. Like you try different things. Uh, for instance, Marvel is very technical, um, but he also does a lot of like cool stuff. He tried to get me to like moonsault the other day. Um, that's when I kind of figured out <laughs> that I wasn't a high flyer. Um, and then you go with Jazz and Rodney Mack, and they're very hard-hitting. They're brutal. 
Um, and I am a fan of staying on the ground a little bit, uh, hitting people. <laughs> and then Funaki, he's also very technical, but he just provides like that little extra detail. Um, so I think having all of them train me really has made me what the school is. It has made me a hybrid. Um, so I'm very fortunate for that because I feel like I can bring different aspects. Uh, when you think I'm in one box, you think that I'm going to be this style wrestler. I can just switch it over and do something else. It kind of just depends on my opponent and having different trainers with different styles um, has given me that like fluidity to move around and based on who I'm going against. I like how you use the word hybrid, but um, that kind of like makes, that makes a lot of sense. Cause I know in baseball, I don't exactly know how it goes, but I know like they, they have switch hitters, people who could bat left or right hand and the, and it supposedly it has some kind of advantage over like a right hander or, or a left hander <laughs> pitcher or whatever like that. So it's like, if you're a switch hitter, you can go either way. And it kind of is, it's hard for the pitcher to like, kind of like, adapt to it I guess I don't know because I know sometimes I'll change the pitcher like oh this guy gets you know the he bats right-handed that's bringing a left-handed pitcher so I mean I get what you're saying and it definitely makes sense because it's hard to game plan against someone who brings more elements than just one type of style so I think that's pretty cool that you're doing that and all so going back into like your training and all like what was the hardest thing for you when you first started learning you know and training um for sure uh, the hardest part is mentally, I guess. Um, you're learning how to do uh, different moves and just being able to like try and get them down. You're not always going to get them. Um, if it was easy, everyone would be doing it and not everyone's doing it. Uh, <laughs> but that is definitely, it's more of a mental game than anything. Uh, I like to think that I am very tough and physically like I can handle it, but like mentally it is straining when you want to do something and you want to be really good and you want to win. So you train hard and hard, but like every once in a while, there's that like one hiccup that you have to get over. Uh, that's probably the hardest part. Like when there's something you just can't quite stick or you just can't quite get, uh, that's kind of what it is. Cause I am very competitive. I always want to win. I always want to outsmart my opponent. Uh, so sometimes when I'm practicing and doing like practice matches and seeing what the other person's going to do and how I'm going to counter it, if I don't quite get it right, or if I mess up, get myself in a bind, then it's kind of like, mm, what are you thinking type thing? Like you always got to be one step ahead, but if your one step is the wrong step, uh, it's frustrating exactly like you know being in the wrestling business you definitely have to be competitive and you definitely have to be one step ahead but like you mentioned you know you have to be one step in the right direction at the same time because wrestling can be very dangerous at the same time like when you're working in the ring with your opponent you have to be on the same page you know it's not just about evaluating yourself it's evaluating your opponent too because you want to be able to at the end of the day put on a good match because that's how that's basically how you make your name is being able to go out there and have great matches with everyone and having all that respect in the locker room too because i've heard you know i've heard tons of horror stories about you know stuff that can go on behind the scenes and how that can kind of affect someone you know being booked or 
wrestlers wanting to work with them. So it's kind of like always being on the same page and having that respect with each other in the ring. Now, yeah. my next question I have for you is, you, you're a rookie, you know, you're new to the, the business and stuff like that. So I'm sure you have a lot of goals. So mm-hmm. tell me about some of your goals, short-term and long-term. Um, I would say short-term, my goals are more, I guess, focused on myself. Um, um, I would say my goals short-term are more like fitness goals. I want to be able to, like, I want to be able to look like I'm going to kill you, not just be able to, like, kill you if that makes any sense. Um, So I'm definitely working on that uh, because like people see me and they don't necessarily think that like, oh, she's just like a skinny little thing when that's not the case. Um, I am, I would like to say pretty strong. Um, I do like to hit hard. I like to knock the crap out of people when I shoulder tackle them. And so I think it's time that the outside sort of reflects <laughs> how I am. So people, not that people will take me seriously, but it's, you know, I don't know how to explain it other than that. Like, I want to look like I'm going to intimidate you. Like, if you don't see it, you are going to feel it. But I also want you to see it. You, you're going to be intimidated. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Kind of like it's, it's not the size of the line. It's the fight in the line or some. I forgot the phrase, but I, I totally know what you mean. Yeah, it's yeah. just like you can be smaller than your opponents. But, you know, if, you, if you're if you intimidating enough, if you have that vibe, you know, that I'm going to kick your butt kind of vibe, it can really throw someone off mentally because a lot of people just assume oh I'm bigger than you I'm gonna beat you up kind of thing and that's not always the case I mean we've seen plenty of smaller wrestlers in the business succeed um Ray Mysterio's had a pretty good career um Alexa Bliss I know Sasha Banks yeah smaller um it it, the list goes on and on but it it always is in the size I mean it gives you that advantage especially when it comes to strength wise and also intimidation but the fact that, you know, you're a little smaller and you have that mentality where you want to be intimidated, that's the first, you know, step. And I think that you keep working towards it, you'll get it. And like I said, you're, you're new to the business, you know, you have plenty of time to kind of grow and evolve and get to where you want to get to. So I definitely think you'll get there. Yeah, it's for sure. Cause it's like, uh, nowadays and even on like the mission pro card you'll see like all of the women are so different and they look different and they wrestle differently. But it, like, shows you that women, like, can be different shapes, sizes, colors, hairstyles, whatever. And we're still, like, badass. And, like, so I see girls like Rhea Ripley and, like, holy crap. Like, have you seen her? Like, <laughs> she looks incredible. She wrestles incredible. Like, she's definitely someone that I have started to, like, watch. Yeah, she's really made a name for herself within the last few years. Because I remember when she was at the um, May Young Classic, she had the long blonde hair. And then the next time yeah. I see her, she has the short hair. She has like that punk rock look. She definitely was a badass. I mean, she she was hot, you know, around the was at the end of last year when she became the NXT Women's Champion. She dominated at Survivor Series, um, War Games, all that. She's kind of... You know, I know with COVID, and you know, I think there was something with her not being able to travel from her country and stuff like that, but she had cooled off, but she's come back, and she's still, 
you know, a badass and very intimidating. And I know a lot of people really like her and really look up to her more so because she also looks different. She has, you know, like I mentioned, the punk rock, you know, vibe. And then going back to what you said about the roster for Mission Pro, it's a very diverse roster. And I like that. I like seeing, you know, a company that, you know, is diverse and just gives everyone a chance, regardless of size, tall, short, you know, anything like that. Like, I like it. And that's part of the reason why I love Mission Pro and I'm sponsoring them because I want companies like them to succeed. Because yeah. you need to give everyone an opportunity, not just, you know, who you feel has the look that you're looking for. Like, it's, you know, we're in a different world than we were 10 years ago during like the diva era where it was all about models and blondes and stuff like that. Like, we are in the era where everyone deserves a chance. And I mean, everyone should have always deserved a chance, but it's kind of more so being thrown out there now, especially with social media continuing to get more popular and people are able to speak out and, you know, throw out their opinion, like, and they're seeing what we want, you know, WWE and independent pro wrestling, like they know we want something different and that's what we're starting to get. Yeah. A hundred percent. And my final question for you. So it's kind of two questions, actually, kind of, but they're <laughs> so you're new to the business. Who is your number one dream opponent on the indies and then WWE? Ooh. Um, wow, that's hard. Um, does it matter if it's like a, a girl or a guy, or is it just a girl? It could be either one, honestly. So at some point, uh, I would definitely love to get in the ring with Thunder Rosa. Uh, I definitely uh, need, a, need a little bit more time. I need to get some more experience so I can make sure I'm prepared. Uh, but that definitely is someone that I have on my list uh, that I would love to like, have that competition with her um, as far as girls. And she's like kind of on the indie scene, but she's also like doing huge things on her own. Um, so that's probably what I would say. As far as WWE, uh, probably Rhea Ripley. She might kill me, but I'll die in style. Exactly. Like I've said, like, I, I don't have any plans ever wrestling, but I tell like my friends all the time, if I could wrestle anyone, it would be or Randy Orton. Like I would take an RKO just to be able to say I took it. But yeah. uh, I mean, Rhea Ripley, you know, that would be a pretty cool match to see. And then, you know, Thunder Rosa, I mean, who doesn't want to wrestle Thunder Rosa? I think that she's been in the business for a while. There's a lot of knowledge she could pass down to, you know, her opponents and that, I mean, you work for her. So, I mean, I, it's definitely very, very realistic for you. So hopefully you get that opportunity and maybe I'll, you know, um, make a, try to get it trending on social media or something like that. Thunder Rosa, you have to challenge Maddie or something. Well, I said, give us some time. <laughs> give us some time. Okay, I gotcha. She's got a, she's got a little bit more, a, a little bit more experience. Than me. So I need well, to put some more work in real quick. Uh, fair enough, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely end time speak it into existence because I could definitely see it happen. And cause like I said, you two work for Mission Pro, so it's kind of like you know, I, it's definitely something that is very doable in the future. Yeah, for sure.
But Maddie, um, I have to thank you so much for uh, joining me today on O Face Wrestling. This was a very fun um, interview. I got to ask you every question that I had on my list, plus more. So I thought that was a uh, pretty cool to um, to learn, you know, a little bit about you, your history, what got you in the wrestling, video games. I love talking about video games and everything like that. So um, yeah, it was definitely an honor having you on the show today. Yes, thank you. Yeah, for having me. No, no problem at all. I saw you for the first time at Hell Half No Fury, and I really like the energy that you brought out when you came out for your entrance. And I remember thinking, like, I really want her on the show. Like, and then when um. I was emailed Thunder Rosa. She threw out your email as one of the girls who was, you know, available for interview. And so I was like, awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely, uh, definitely exciting to be able to get you on the show. And did you want to share any of your social media to the listeners? Yeah, of course. Uh, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all under Maddie underscore Runkowski. Uh, and that is M-A-D-I underscore w-r-e-n-k-o-w-s-k-i if you can spell it you can find it <laughs> and if y'all cannot spell it i will put it all the information in the bio so because i wouldn't be able to spell it to save my life as well so yeah all of maddie's um social media links will be in the bio and then as for us um just follow us on youtube facebook twitter instagram to search oface wrestling and you'll find us Thank you all for tuning in today. And thank you once more again, Maddie, for uh, joining us today on O-Face. Thank you.